Hey, if you want to watch a great podcast that none of us are on, check out Best Movies Never Made. Available every other Monday from screenwriter Josh Miller and producer Steven Scarlatta as they go behind the scenes of some of the greatest movies never made with fantastic guests like Steve Melching, Ashley Miller, and a lot of other people you have heard of. And not Darren Doctorman. Yet. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you'll be on the show. They just invited me to be on an episode about James Bond. I wonder why. Maybe it's because I have a new book out called Nobody Does It Better, The Oral History of James Bond, available now wherever you get your books. Speaking of Star Wars, I just went on Rise of the Resistance. And let me tell you, it is the greatest theme park ride I've ever been on. Don't mince words, Mark. What do you really think? Well, I think it's the greatest theme park (laughs) ride I've ever been on. It's fantastic. I, I totally changed my opinion about Star Wars Land. Fantastic. And if you want a fantastic Star Wars podcast, you should listen to The Rebel and the Rogue, a Star Wars podcast with hosts Jason Tobias and Bevan, available every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the greatest Star Wars podcast on the Electric Surge Network. It's the only Star Wars podcast on the Electric (laughs) Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. And if you love Star Trek, then have we got the podcast for you. It's Inglorious Trexperts, where we talk about Star Trek from the original series through... Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, And sometimes, sometimes we don't talk about Star Trek, but we're still Trexperts. Indeed we are. And we have some great special guests coming to you. So if you're a Star Trek fan, or even if you're just a Darren Doctorman fan, you should listen to Inglorious Trexperts every Saturday on the Electric Search Channel. Need to make a call? Look for a police call box. That's where you'll find Two on Who, the new Doctor Who podcast from Electric Surge. Two on Who is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. Now you can enjoy all your favorite Electric Surge podcasts on the Electric Now channel. Download Zumo, Distro TV, and Stir, and soon the Electric Now app, where you can enjoy great television and movies from Electric Entertainment, as well as all your favorite Electric Surge podcasts like The 430 Movie, Inglorious Trexperts, the best movies never made. The Rebel and the Rogue, a Star Wars podcast. And coming soon, Two on Who, a Doctor Who podcast. Back in the 70s and 80s, before the advent of VHS, chances are if you saw a classic movie, it was on the 430 movie. With their famous theme weeks, it was a chance to see movies you'd never seen before and get reacquainted with some old classics. So now, join us for the 430 movie. Hello, this is Mark A. Altman, and this is Spoofs Week. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome to Spoofs Week. I got uh, I got uh, the Spoof Master Steve Melching. Well, hi there, Mr. Darren Doctorman. A spoof? What's a spoof? And last but not least, Ashley Edward Miller. Yes. Well, I am very upset. Do you want to know why? Why are you why? upset, Mark? Because No Time to Die has been pushed to Ugh. Thanksgiving. It no, no time my, to die. It breaks my heart. It's no time to Thanksgiving. I it's... know. I was just seeing on my social media feed all the people excitedly posting that they had bought their tickets for opening night mm. yep. in April. Yep. Mm-hmm. I had them. You did too? Yeah. Bummer, man. Well, I was This so gives excited. us a great opportunity to quickly make a Bond film and release it in that weekend. Yes. No time to die of coronavirus. Uh-huh. That's right. Oh, my God. Ashley can play James Bond. Yeah. Sure. Who well, do you want to play, Mark? I want to play, um, who do I want you to play? You want to be M? You want to be Q? You want oh, to I want to be a villain. villain? I don't want yes. yes. to be. What would your lair be? Oh, man. My lair. I don't know. I, I kind of like the, the like kind of like the hollowed out volcano. Yeah. That's I classic. think Blofeld. I'll go right. I like the cats. <laughs> right to Blofeld. You know, I'll go right to Blofeld <laughs> without the scar. Darren, you can play the cat. 
Wait, no. Why don't you be quiet? <laughs> because I'm obviously Dr. Maybe. Dr. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Maybe. Maybe. I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> Steve? Yeah. How, how, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I don't know. I'll be Q. But it's okay, funny. Cool. None of us want to be James Bond, or none of us see ourselves as James Bond. I, I'm James Bond. Are you? I yeah. volunteer at Ashley. Yeah. Okay. You can be James Bond. Yeah, for sure. Because I can rock a martini. Yeah, well, that, that was, that's my qualifier. Obviously, at this point, anyone can be James Bond. That's true. <laughs> anyone. Well, you've seen <laughs> Timothy Dalton in Bermuda shorts at the Arclight. <laughs> I guess it's true. Yeah, there's a little James Bond in all of us. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> little James Bond. <laughs> that's what she said. I, oh. I just have to say, thank God it was Bond, because at least I'm an adult and I can take it. Yeah. Had they pushed Endgame last year, I think my son would have gone on a... Exploded. <laughs> yeah. I think he would have killed people. So um, it's, well, it's probably... funny, you know, I'm disappointed, but you know, Bond is one of those movies that, for me anyway... Is that... better in the fall? No, well, I was going to say... <laughs> I uh, better uh, as a concept than in execution most of the time. Like I love the character mm-hmm. and the universe, but a lot of the movies, not that great. Certainly opinion. not in the last twenty years. That's but I still get excited every single time. That's I can't true. wait to go see him. Yeah. No, Casino Royale. Casino Royale was great. Casino Royale is great, but that's one out of the last twenty years. Look, and I mean, we all have to agree to disagree on Skyfall. I mean, I yeah, like Skyfall a lot too. more than you guys do. I hate it. I'm with you on that. Skyfall. <laughs> Just the song alone. I mean, I, as opposed to the Billy Eilish song where it's like, oh, I want to slash my wrists. I mean, it's so depressing. Wow. Well, Not literally. Yeah. Okay, don't do boomer. that. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have to like Herb Jefferson Jr., and I'm not going to take those kind of insults. <laughs> okay. So this has nothing to do with Spoofs Week. <laughs> well, there were some James Bond spoofs. Perhaps we'll discuss one of them today. Perhaps we will. Perhaps. Perhaps. Mayhap. That's a good point. Mayhap. Yeah. Well, one of them was Never Say Never Again. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> now you're just being mean. So uh, I want to spoof week. What is spoof? We talked about is it mockumentaries? Is it comedies? Is it um, parodies? What exactly is our definition here on the 430 movie of a spoof? That's a that's a tough question because uh, you know spoofs like on on television. A spoof is usually um, a TV show mocking or uh, trying to do a funny version of like a movie right right it's 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 usually it's usually uh, an an under thing trying to poke fun at something that is above it well right an under thing about... like chud <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Is, yeah we've talked about a couple of them on the show before so naked gun uh airplane these are spoofs, right? They're yeah, sending yeah, up the conventions up, yeah. of, a, right, right. Of, a, of a particular genre. Right. right. Yeah. Using, using yeah. the template of a serious movie. The best example is airport, airplane. Plane. Yeah. You know, airport is theoretically a serious drama, you know, it, uh, and, and an airplane yeah. spoofs it by using the conventions of that to tell a humorous movie. It's the same thing Sledgehammer you know, uh, our good friend Alan Spencer on TV had Sledgehammer, which sort of spoofed the Clint Eastwood, the Clint Eastwood persona. Right. right. Um, so I think for us, it's that is that the mockumentaries, the classic mockumentaries, um, where you know the Ruggles is an example. A lot of people use. Um, I wouldn't, but most people, a lot of people love that movie. 
Um, so stuff like that, I think. It's not a comedy. Like, it would not be... A movie like Vacation would not be a spoof. It's not spoofing no. anything. But The Naked Gun is a good example, which is spoofing cop shows and okay. stuff. You're taking the conventions and the tropes uh, of an existing genre and putting a spin it on ridiculous. Yeah. Now, where we get into trouble is something like Galaxy Quest, which I don't think is a spoof. No. But somebody could make an argument that is spoofing Star Trek, but I consider that just as comedy. If, it's a, if the film Galaxy Quest was an adventure of the Galaxy Quest crew in space, I mean, yes, you know, but because it's then not, it would be a yeah. spoof, but also, it's not because it's about the actors. I also think the um, something like Galaxy Quest is distinguished from a spoof because it actually has dramatic weight. Yes, mm-hmm. and I think in a spoof there really isn't like dramatic weight kind of runs against. Uh, I think uh, that's a good point. I mean, although it, I, there probably are there are some exceptions. I think, yeah, but, by large, but overall, that's... it's all done in good fun, right? Yeah. yeah. And the spoof seems to be, you know, it usually is a way to cash in on a very popular genre. Mm. Not always, but, you know, you look at Mel Brooks with Spaceballs. Um, scary you, movie. Scare, I was just going to say Scary Movie after Scream. Why don't we stop uh, listing names of movies that oh, we could yeah. use oh. in our choices? <laughs> oh, Because uh, I think True. at least a couple of them have been ruined by this discussion at the beginning. Well, I know one of mine was. Oh, no. So, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. Okay. Scary movie, huh? No. Uh, Yeah, no. (laughs) Okay. So, um, let's get started with Spoof Week. What we do on the show, obviously, is we curate a fantasy theme week of uh, basically by a theme. Our theme is Spoofs. And uh, we start, as always, on Monday with uh, Steve Melching. Well, my pick was one that I don't think we had done, but we just talked about it a little bit. So I'm going to throw it out there anyway, and that's uh, The Naked Gun mm. from 1988. I don't believe we've picked that. Yeah, I was saving it for O.J. Simpson week. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nordberg. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this was, you know, came out in 1988, of course, directed by uh, David Zucker and written by the Zucker brothers and uh, Jim Abrams and Pat Proft, mm-hmm. uh, starring Leslie Nielsen. It was really, it was a film. We could also have done it on movies from TV week. Right, right. Um, it was based on uh, Police Squad, right. a uh, short-lived a, a ABC very, series. Yeah, yeah. A, uh, six episodes, I believe, uh, with uh, largely the same cast. That was really funny, but just didn't make it. Because yeah. it's, it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the the film treatment is hilarious. I mean, it's the the, the Zucker brothers and, and, and Jim Abrams at the height of their powers. They had done Airplane yeah. several years earlier, and they did a lot of the same techniques where you cast serious actors uh, in in the roles who are oblivious to the comedy that's happening. Who are playing it straight. Perfectly straight. Yeah, deadpan. 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 And Leslie Nielsen, you know, was a master at this in the beginning. And he kind of always was, but that kind of became his thing in the years since. Now, if I recall... Um, all three of those movies are quite funny. Yeah. Which yeah. one are you picking? The first one. First one, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I do like all three of them. But yeah. the first one, you know, was the, the first time it, it exploded onto yeah. the big yeah. screen. Yeah. And, you know, we had George Kennedy and Priscilla Presley, you know, looking luminous. Uh, we had <laughs> yeah, uh, Ricardo yeah. Montalban. Yes. Oh, that's the right. Villain. And he's oh, hilarious. Yeah. And this is only a few years after Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And he plays this this villain, and he's very cold and calculating, yeah. and he's got great verve and humor about him. He's just a great, slimy villain in this mm. movie. And, of course, George Kennedy playing uh, uh, playing the uh, uh, Drebin's uh, you know, number partner. two partner. Yeah. Um, and O.J. Simpson, of course, is in it, but he's kind of barely in it. He gets... 
uh, he gets shot up in one of the opening scenes right. in a really hilarious scene. He's where funny. He's he funny in these he's movies. Very I hate funny. to say, he but he's funny. Really he goes funny. to kick the door down on this drug deal, and his foot just goes right through the door, and then he <laughs> fumbles to get the door open. Meanwhile, all the guys inside are casually pulling out their guns and cocking them, and he bursts in and draws his gun. Police, and they fill him full of lead, but. As he's and the dying. rest of the movie, he's in a hospital bed. Yeah. As he's dying, he's just staggering around and like puts his hand on a hot stove and reacts to that. Ow! Bonks <laughs> his head on something. Oof! It's and it's so interesting, ridiculous. you know. I think one of the reasons why a movie like that also works is particular. Now it's kind of lost if you watch it on Blu-ray or, or um, but at the time. All these actors were associated with movies of that ilk, but the straight versions. Right. So, you know, Leslie Nielsen, you know, obviously had been an exceptional drama, well, you know, a drama actor, but he was very wooden, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's Forbidden Planet and a lot of stuff. But then O.J. Simpson, George Kennedy, you know, you associate them with the Irwin Allen disaster movies, right. you know, Towering Inferno and stuff. So they all came kind of out of with this. With a cachet. Right, yeah. right. And you knew them from that. So they're really sort of playing with that. You know, their perceived uh, uh, personas. Yeah, exactly, and 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 it's really funny. I think of all the parody movies, and you know, it's one of the funniest. And I always yeah. that great POV shot of the siren that they came oh, right out right. of Police uh, that Squad. That is hilarious. Awesome. <laughs> that is so great. And you know who else is in this movie? I did, I watched it last week. It's on. They're all on Netflix. Actually, mm. you can watch them on Netflix. Mm. But. Nancy Marchand yes. from The Sopranos oh, yes. is the, the mayor, I yeah. think, of yeah. L.A. And I'm like, oh, my God. That was like you know years before The Sopranos. Yeah. And then, of course, a lot of these movies are known for their uh, cameo right. uh, appearances. So we had John Hausman in a very funny sequence right. in this where he's a driving school instructor oh, yes. during a car chase. It's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Reggie Jackson, the baseball player. Right. Or, Must um, kill. The Queen. (laughs) (laughs) The plot has to do with trying to assassinate Queen Elizabeth on her visit to Los Angeles. And one of the most hilarious sequences that uh, caps with, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. (laughs) 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 Leslie Nielsen is trying to infiltrate this baseball game in order to discover who the assassin is going to be. And he ends up uh, taking on the persona of the opera singers singing the national anthem and ends up out on the field having to sing after undressing him and trying to put on his clothes (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny steve you know sometimes when you know on the show it's like you you say oh you know after hearing that i really want to watch this movie again and like hear you describe it and and like it's all coming back because i've watched it a long time i'm like i'm like i really want to watch that again yeah you know and it's it really holds up i mean i probably hadn't watched it in 20 years or more i don't i don't own it on disc and uh and uh, it's been on my wish list, but I, I uh-huh. didn't buy it. And um, it's a movie I always was really fond of. I saw it several times, you know, back when it came out. And uh, it's it's amazing how ingrained all those those jokes still are. And it's got a great score too. It's got it's a really a great jazzy score. score. Yeah. Um, the Zaz movies are always really good with the, the scores. You know, like they mm-hmm. always they would always go straight with the score. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is you know why you have like Alma Bernstein scoring. Right. You know. Um, that and other I, movie. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> um, great choice. Well, great way to start us off. Yes. So that, that was Monday. To Tuesday. Well, Tuesday. Uh, Darren Doctorman. Which would have been another Zaz movie, Airplane. However, we picked it. We picked, we it. picked it recently. Weeks ago. We picked it recently. When? No, we can't be too hard on him because I am the idiot who tried to pick Drive two weeks in a row. No, no, we picked we we picked we picked, <laughs> we, we picked Airplane for um, was it for planes, trains, trains and automobiles, automobiles week. week. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I, I guess I only remember the trains and the automobile. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we picked airplane for that. I know we talked about but, it at length. Well, anyway, we haven't picked this next one. Okay. Okay. Uh, Do you want to just say something about airplane first? Because it's it's wrong not to acknowledge it yeah, is the, the, really the, the master of its domain. Yeah. Yeah. It is an absolute. Uh, it came on as a complete surprise. Uh, to everyone, especially the ones, uh, the studio who was making it. Um, the script doesn't read funny. When they when they first got the script, it's basically scene by scene, a re rewriting of a movie uh, from the 50s called Zero Hour, yeah. Yeah. which is a black and white movie with, I think, is it Dana Andrews? Yes. I think so. Because um, Zero Hour... I had never seen until we talked about mm-hmm. it on this show, right? Right. And I guess iTunes had it for four ninety nine. Right. So I bought it. I couldn't believe it. It's scene I for scene believe exactly yeah. airplane. Yeah. And it's really entertaining. It's really entertaining. Yeah. But the the reason why it works is because they're not putting I mean, they they put some surrounding jokes around the scenes, yeah. but the scenes themselves are exactly the same and they're played completely straight. I couldn't believe it. It was like his whole um, uh, squad in World War II yeah. crashes, yeah. and then he's in the hospital and he can't deal with it, right. and his wife wants to leave him, and so he goes on the plane to fight. It's the same plot. Yeah, it's the same plot. <laughs> but it's done straight. It's yeah. crazy. The, the, it's it's miraculous how it works, because it shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason why this movie should work, but it works perfectly, and it's hilarious. And you know, when I first saw it, when I was in uh, just getting out of high school, it it made me laugh harder than any other thing I'd ever seen <laughs> yeah. at that point. Oh, I I agree, and and uh, that was in 1980. Yeah, and uh, I would say that if you're a fan of Airplane and you haven't heard our sister show, um, Inglorious Trexperts, um, we interview Tom Perry, who was the production executive That's on Airplane right. at the time, and he has incredible stories about the making of Airplane. Just to tease you, how uh, Michael Eisner, the head of the studio at the time, wanted to cast Barry Manilow in the Robert Hayes role and how he undermined it. So if you're an Airplane fan, you should really listen to that that interview on Inglorious Trexperts because it's fantastic and how no one at the studio thought this movie was going to amount to anything. And of course, it is probably like the funniest... <laughs> It is probably the funniest movie of the 80s. Absolutely. And one, one of the things the Zazz guys perfected was they would never put a joke on a joke. So if right. the scene in the foreground is funny, that was the focus. But if there was a dramatic scene playing, they would put something as ridiculous in the background. Right. Um, that's that's joking. A lot of so layers. A lot of layers. So, uh, so Airplane 2, so the that sequel, was not your, your pick? pick? Not at all. We, we, <laughs> I, I checked the archives. That was our Friday pick for Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Okay. Okay. Thank you, thank you, archivist. <laughs> She's like the he's like the guy, the, the girl at the Jedi Temple. That that what's her name? Oh yeah, oh my God, I'm come get on, fired. what's her name? Uh, it'll come to me in a second. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who is the archivist? Just yeah. accurate job. Knew. Jocasta, oh, Jocasta knew. Very oh, good, Steve. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. She looked like Jocasta old to me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How do you lose a planet? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but my actual pick is a spoof. And it's from the year before, 1979. Mm. It was filmed in a lot of the same locations that Star Wars was. Mm. And it was by the comedy troupe Monty Python. And it is Monty Uh. Python's Life of Brian. Yes. Yes. Which is an absolutely 
stupendous, uh, hilarious, and very serious take on a biblical spectacular. Um, it's the story of Brian, uh, the kid who was born in, you know, just a, a, a couple uh, uh, stalls down from Jesus uh, in, in Nazareth. And uh, it, the film opens with the, the three wise men coming to visit this child, and they bring him the gifts, and, and Terry Jones is playing the, uh, the, the mother. I can't remember her the name. The Terry Jones. Yeah. And then they realize that they have the wrong kid, and they take their presents <laughs> away, and they go next door. It's so hilarious mm-hmm. of how Brian parallels the life of Christ and basically goes through the same stages that he does, including uh, getting an enormous following of crazy people. Well, there's at least one stage he goes through that, that, that Christ didn't. Well... As far as, as far as, <laughs> as we far know, as we know. <laughs> he, he's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's so good, and it's it's one of the great things about it is that, again, it is played completely straight in terms of the environments and the settings. It looks better than uh, perhaps any other uh, biblical uh, historical document. Um, it it uh, you know uh, uh, it's it's filmed beautifully. There's a there's a spaceship sequence in the center of it that <laughs> that is bonkers. Uh, but uh, it, Graham Chapman, who plays Brian, is perfectly cast as a person who really has no idea of what's going on around him, and he he just goes through the movie with a complete look of. Uh, uh, complete innocence through the movie because he has no clue as to what how people are reacting to him or anything and he's just really frustrated during the whole movie but uh, it's it's absolutely hilarious and there was a huge uh, backlash when it came out because uh, uh, church leaders especially in England uh, thought it was blasphemy uh, until in a, a, a famous, you can look this up on YouTube, a famous uh, interview where John Cleese said, did you actually see the film? We don't, uh, you, uh, this is about Brian. This is not <laughs> about Jesus. It's about Brian. And, and uh, it's, it's so, it's so, um, it's so well done. I, I, the words fail me. Go see it. And it's got a it's got a theme song like out of a Bond film almost yeah. with like this brassy, you know. Yeah, that they got Shirley Bassey yeah. to sing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I got to see this movie. You've never, you've never seen, seen it? it? What? Wow. Oh my goodness. It. Wow. I, I think you would like it. A, yeah. a rare instance of Mark not yeah, having I, seen it. I have it. never seen it. It's great. I uh I am uh, I'm a good Lutheran boy, vaguely lapsed and uh my friends and I in college used to watch this movie all the time, could quote it chapter and verse. Um, I don't think I could I could sing the song anymore, <laughs> but uh, but no, it's great, man. And it's so smart. And the way that the, the number of things that it sends up just in little ways, mm-hmm. like, you know, who here is an individual? <laughs> well, I'm not. <laughs> it's just... It's perfect. Yeah, you know the the uh, the hermit who took a vow mm-hmm. of silence, oh, right. right? You know, and, or all I said was this meal is fit for Jehovah. I mean, <laughs> come on, everything about that movie. There's not like a false beat in yeah. it, and I love the spaceship. 
Packet of gravel. Packet of gravel. <laughs> there's a spaceship. There's now a you're spaceship. talking yeah, my area. <laughs> and there's the People's Front of Judea. <laughs> the Judean People's Front. And I'm just the bureaucracy of the Roman Empire. It's so great. It's just uh, when he's caught and has to uh, has to paint, you know. Boing me, Wadwick. Oh, so good. Or when the dude is like, he's chiseling the, the graffiti into the wall. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's a wonderful film. See it, Mark. It's good. It's, yeah, you I, will, I, I, I will. I will. Please make a note of it. Um, <laughs> One of Monty Python's uh, more sort of underseen films. I think it's overshadowed it's, I think, by Holy Grail. Yeah, I think it's their best film. I agree. Yeah. I think it's way more satisfying than Holy Grail. I, I love Holy Grail. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. But just Holy like, Grail yeah. is, is a, more of a, a loosely connected string of sketches yeah, in right, a way. Yeah. It is almost... It's more, also a spoof. Yes. yes. But... And in many ways, more of a spoof because Life of Brian is one of those um, one of those uh, mm-hmm. exceptions to the rule we were talking about before. Where there actually is dramatic weight right. to Life of Brian, which is, I think, what makes which which is what sells it. Which Although is the it's, delicious it's, irony it's of the ironic, ending. Yes. It's ironic yeah. drama. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like in Alanis Morissette way. No, <laughs> not, not like quite. like you know, okay. like irony, irony. So, um, <laughs> so that's Tuesday. So Ashley, that brings us to Wednesday. The box is open. Okay. Will you go in it or will you go out of it? You know what? <laughs> the thing about this box is, like, are you in or out? It's like I mean, I guess like I could just you know just pick something deadly serious and then just kind of. Defend talk it. about it, defend it as like a spoof. Highlander, like, right? So let me, let me, <laughs> oh, it's a spoof. Let me just let me just tell you how you know Barry Lyndon is a, <laughs> is a spoof. Although funny that we mentioned is. it, kind of is, <laughs> and it does actually kind of tee up my pick for Wednesday pretty well, mm-hmm. which is one of the first of these sorts of movies that I ever saw mm. as a little kid. Um, the first Mel Brooks movie I ever saw. History of the World, Part Mm. 1. This was a movie I saw on HBO, like, with my family. When I say I saw it, I mean, like, I would sort of peek at it, like, and I wasn't really supposed to because it was on. But I just, there were so many things. um, And there was a a moment very early on in that movie uh, that I think defined the course of my life. Um, it's during the Stone Age segment. Basically, there are different segments in this movie looking at different historical periods. The entire movie is a send-up of, you know, of historical films. Mm-hmm. Kind of the, you know, the, the biggest sections are probably the the Roman Empire mm-hmm. with the amazing Madeline Kahn, who is luminous. Um, oh, and she a has a very important life. big decision to make. Uh, and the French, French Revolution. Revolution. Right. right. You know, pawn jumps queen. Your um, Highness, the peasants are revolting. You're right. They stink on ice. <laughs> um but the Stone Age, there's a moment where it shows a, a caveman and he's painting on the wall. And here we see the birth of the artist. Huh? Uh-huh? Huh? And then the afterbirth. And, like, they just see a stream of urine just hitting the newly painted wall. The art critic. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, so that's that's stuck with me for years. But it's very funny. It's like, I think... Um, you know, Mel Brooks just firing on all cylinders. Um, it's it's weirdly kind of an anthology um, in the sense that it does kind of jump between time periods. Mm-hmm. But he really is just telling like this. He, he really is sort of doing this very um, this very like, this very whole um, spoof of a genre. It's almost the only way to 
to do it, mm-hmm. right? To really kind of to, to fully get at the things that uh, that that Brooks is getting at. Um, you know, it's just, you know, I, I mean, I, I could talk all day about this movie. Uh, you know, Mel Brooks and in, uh, in the Roman Empire playing a, a stand-up philosopher, mm-hmm. right? And then going to get his unemployment. Mm-hmm. All right? Did you bullshit this week? Did you try to bullshit this week? I mean. Come on, guys. It's not, it's not just the history of the world. It's the story of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, much like the Holy Grail, this is also a, a series of spoof vignettes. Yes. And uh, while I think it's fun and I like portions of it, I think it's extremely uneven. Because mm-hmm. some parts are really funny and other parts just fall flat. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, compared to his, uh, you know, the other brilliance of his career... I think it's it's sort of in the middle of his films, right? Um, but it's certainly very entertaining to watch, and uh, production values are amazing. Uh, and uh, you know, he's he's funny when he's on screen. Yes, he is. Comedy is a very subjective thing, indeed. Mm-hmm. You know, more so I almost think than any other genre. And I'm not remotely a fan of this movie. Uh, I never have been. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just, but it's again, comedy is a very subjective thing. Yeah. I mean, it's funny when I was growing up. I mean, I always talk about in the school year. He was like, you know, Sean Connery, Roger Moore. You know, it was the Mets or the Yankees. You know, in New York, <laughs> right. it was it was, um, uh, um, and and then it was Mel Brooks or Woody Allen. And I was obviously a Woody Allen guy. I like sophisticated comedy as opposed to sort of. Like spoofy bananas. comedy. You were the weirdest <laughs> nine-year-old. <laughs> so, yeah, and Star Wars versus Star Trek. You know, so um, but not Star Wars versus Woody Allen. No, no, no. no. Although that, that until seventy-seven, until seventy-seven. But uh, but yeah, I'm not. You know, it's funny because uh, I'm not a huge Mel Brooks fan. I, I like him personally. I'm not a huge fan of his films, except. One of them, which might be my pick, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> except for this one I'm about to say. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, it's an epic undertaking, and it, it, it felt like you know, it came out of that Blazing Saddles era where he really had something to say, mm-hmm. as opposed to. And we've talked about this with Spaceballs, where it was kind of like Star Wars is big, and I haven't spoofed sci-fi yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um... well, Brooks is a very erudite. Comedian. I mean, he's very well read. He, you know, was a producer on all kinds of films that weren't spoofs, like mm-hmm. The Elephant Man. And no, that was a spoof. Okay, um, spoof and, on elephants. And, and you know, he's clearly, you know, he did a lot of fantastic work in television. And in his earlier career, he was definitely someone that had a lot of things to say, uh, poking fun at things mm-hmm. uh, with for a reason. This particular movie, I didn't have HBO, so I didn't really all the time. Yeah, so I never saw it. Yeah. I, yeah. I've only seen it like once or twice, and I liked it. But yes, Mr. Altman, I have to say, I think we should do HBO Week. All the movies that were on HBO when we could see. I never had HBO until I got into college. I didn't either, but I knew because I went to my friend's house because they had HBO. And so it was Victory. It was Looker. It mm-hmm. was Bachelor Party. Time after it was time. Time after time. And Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Beastmaster and and, and um, History of the World. History part, of the World Part I One. I spent the summer of 1979 with my grandparents, and they had HBO, and it was Victory, as I recall, <laughs> and Under the Rainbow. Oh yes, oh so yes, yes. you're so right. And My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> I remember <laughs> nice. on a lot. <laughs> it's HBO week, <laughs> and we could swoop through the city. We'll have a different opening. Right. I think I watched the, Under the, the Rainbow. HBO music. Uh, I think I watched Under the Rainbow about four times because you know Carrie Fisher was in it. Right. And right. Little, That's why you right. watch Under the Rainbow. 
for Carrie Fisher. Sure. Not Chevy Chase, that's for sure. No, that's no, for sure. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. I didn't even remember he was in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I just remember exactly. the princess. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but uh, look, excellent and very valid choice. And, and uh, how could you do Spoose Week without, without Mel Brooks, Brooks making absolutely. an appearance? I mean, it's crazy talk. Is he going to make another appearance? Well, you know, I was thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about it because, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a fan of... Fan of man. I said, you know, but I, I think I got it, I got it, and then I don't got it. Because um, <laughs> because my pick almost was High Anxiety, uh, which okay. is uh, Brooks's um, Hitchcock. Hitchcock parody, which I adore. Malin Khan, luminous in that uh. as well. Cloris Leachman, less so. And, uh, uh, you know, Mel Brooks is great in it, you know, uh, playing Roger Thornhill. No, Roger Thornycraw. Roger Thornycraw? What was that? I don't remember. But um, <laughs> it's a very funny... Um, you know, and it parodies the birds and Psycho, and it's a little forced, but it's fun. And, it's a lot forced. Man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, which is fun. why why it's not going to be my pick. Um, now, this is interesting because I literally did not even think about these until you brought it up. It was like, does Bananas and Love and Death count as spoofs? Uh, I, 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 sleeper, I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Stretching a little bit. Stretching. It's stretching a little bit. It is. Take Love and, and Death is a spoof of... You know, Russian literature, though. Bananas, you know, is... Look, Bananas is freaking genius. It doesn't well, even look, anybody so, can spoof Russian literature. Bananas is so much better I mean, than Spoof Week. I'm Zelig not is a spoof on a documentary. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, Zelig is brilliant, and I'm not even going to put it in Spoof Week. It doesn't belong. It's Take too the good money for, and run? It's too yeah. good. That's... Yeah, and that's... But okay, I'm not going to go with those movies, because I have a movie I do... Uh, that I, I think belongs in Spoof Week. That is not worthy of any other week. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I only have one thing to say. To have loved and lost as Frank has. Hello, Cleveland? Yes. This is Spinal Tap. We've already they're, picked they're, Spinal Tap. We, we have, spinal but that was first season. That was oh, in okay. Can't Stop okay. the Music Week. All right. And Okay. It, it's such a great spoof. <laughs> well, yes. That you cannot not have it in Spoof Week. It's, it's my favorite mockumentary of all it's time. Almost, it's almost too real to be a spoof. Though. It's too painful. It's too painful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When you know what? When you've loved and lost the way Frank has, <laughs> then you know. Then you know what okay. what it's about. You know what? I but think these guys are. You know, they they get everything they want, so they don't know. Okay, so, we, <laughs> we, so you know what? So we've name checked it. So it's the same thing as Airplane. Yeah. The granddaddy of spoof. I mean, yeah. Airplane and, and this is Spinal Tap would be my the two greatest spoofs in my mind. Well, Spinal Tap so. was really one of the first mockumentaries yeah. mm-hmm. to come out. I mean, I, there, you could go all the way back to Land Without Bread from 1933, the Louis Bunuel short. <laughs> wow. about a. Uh, it's a spoof of uh, that we saw. In, did you see it in film school? They showed it to us in in film school. I didn't see it in film school. But, uh, I had a different, I didn't, I I had a different in film class. School. <laughs> yeah. But Spinal Tap. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not oh, gonna pick Spinal Tap now because you know, realizing that we didn't pick Airplane because it was on a previous episode, and knowing that we have done this is Spinal Tap on a previous episode, even though it was first season, even um, though we love this is Spinal, even though we love this, it was on Can't Stop the Music Week. If you want to yeah. check that one, I out. feel like we've now that we mentioned it, you know, and I could talk about this movie, you know, forever. I mean, the Stonehenge is one of the funniest scenes in any movie mm-hmm. ever made. Um, so, Making a big thing out of it would have been a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with with a sh- with something that hasn't been on the show before, but I think has a, definitely a home in Spoof Week. And of course, I'm talking about that groovy film. There we go, Austin okay. Powers, baby. Yeah. That's a great uh, international man of mystery. And and, and um, the thing about I'm not talking about the sequels. I think the sequels are terrible. I think Goldmember is terrible. I think uh, what's the other one? The Spy, Spy Who Shagged Me. Shag Me is terrible. 
I think what was great about the first movie is, is that it was completely it was still, original. It was super original, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just going for the cheap laughs. It was actually satirizing or spoofing Bond. Right. You know, it wasn't just trying to be as raunchy and as dopey as possible. It was like what was so great about that first Austin Power. It's really smart, yeah. and that's the thing. These why great spoofs work because as stupid as they are. They're smart. Yeah. yeah. And um, they're like idiots yeah. savants. <laughs> I'm smart. Not like everybody says. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's right. And, you know, uh, Austin Powers definitely, you know, it, it's strangely, it's about something. It is about, you know, a man out of time, yeah. you know, realizing that the world and the culture has moved on without him. But all of us realizing that there's a, a little something uh, that we've lost that we need. Uh, that that he has, and I think that's that's kind of cool. It's called Mojo. It's crazy. I mean, and I think that you know the really great spoof movies. You know, we can name on our you know how many great these great scenes that we you never forget. Like to me, you know, when it parries the Thunderball scene, and Will Ferrell is like mm-hmm. dropped into the pit, and you know the typical kind of like thing, and then it's like I'm I'm. I'm still I'm alive. Still, I'm very dead. badly burned. <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to start his plan again, you know, and, and he says, no, no, I'm still down here. Could you just send somebody down to let me out? <laughs> it's so funny. And and the chase with the steamroller. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's slow motion. And the, slow, the, and, and, and the, the poor guy who's in front of the steamroller, he's, he's ah! <laughs> and, and they cut back to him. And then they, and they cut back. Ah, he's still going. Here comes it slowly, <laughs> slowly toward yes, him. Yes. It's so great, and and uh, so many things are fun uh, in in that. Um, and uh, uh, what's his name? The the lead actor. Oh, Mike Myers. Myers. Mike Myers, Myers is, is, is fantastic in a way that he never was again. Oh yes, well, absolutely. He created not one but two iconic characters Wayne, in that right, movie. Yeah, between yeah. no, in that movie between oh, Doctor Evil, that's true, and yeah, yeah. Austin Powers, and you know they're just iconic characters that became like instantly part of the zeitgeist. Right, that's what my that? problem with the sequels right. is that they became more about Doctor Evil than they right. became. Right. They didn't believe yeah. that Austin Powers was an interesting yeah. character anymore, and he was. He was so because you said there's there's heart there, and these films are directed by Jay Roach. Yep. Jay Roach is a super smart guy, absolutely, and I think that's part of what the dopier these movies are, the smart. Again, it goes about Steve smart. and I know Jay Roach from film school. Do you? Yeah, because he was, I my, mean, uh, he was my camera teacher at oh, USC. Wow. He's uh, great. I mean, he's his movies for HBO, Game Change. I really mm-hmm. like Bombshell a lot yeah. last year. I mean, he's a really smart um a recount was amazing yeah. um and i think he did a, such a great job with it it's well directed it hits all the bondian tropes in an unexpected way mm-hmm. um it's just a it's a delightful well, he, he pays homage film. to not only bond but harry palmer mm-hmm. the glasses Absolutely. glasses or, or michael kane's glasses and flint you yeah. know and like mm-hmm. flint with the kung fu yep. and everything the karate and um, it's just got fabulous production design mm-hmm. the costuming this music score, boy. that great, you know, music score that it's got. It's, it's um, awesome. Yeah, it's great just firing on all George cylinders. Clinton. Yeah. And what a great, uh, two great Bond women. You have um, Mimi Rogers as Miss mm-hmm. Kensington, mm-hmm. and then you have um, uh, Elizabeth Hurley, mm-hmm. uh, who is her uh, the daughter mm-hmm. uh, in in contemporary contemporary at the time yeah. was like yeah. what nineteen ninety seven or something, yeah. Yeah. Um, and who's am- amazing as a Bond girl. Um, and it's just so funny. And who can forget Michael York as Basil Exposition? That's right. That's, that's right. <laughs> and Michael, yeah, Michael York is, is is a hoot in it. Um, it's just a, it's really a fun 
fun movie. And then the whole famous scene about $1 million, you know, and when Robert <laughs> Wagner's like, maybe we should ask for a little more. That's not a lot of money anymore. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, it's great. And it really knew its Bond. You know, it really, yeah. it, 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 you know, a lot of people have attempted to parody Bond, but this does it just, you know, spot on. It was made with love and passion and great in, intelligence. I think it's just a really well-made movie on every level. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's surprisingly been forgotten. To a certain extent, yeah, yeah. It, it, it definitely, it was so in the zeitgeist yeah. for a while. And then it's And now of, nothing. Well, they yeah. kind of went to the well a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, That's true. Very quickly. You know, they made the two sequels and they did a lot of merchandising for mm-hmm. it. And yeah. you just kind of... I think people just got sick of it. And it hit <laughs> at the right time because at the end of the 90s, it was still a lot of 60s nostalgia. And it does seem like now it's all about 80s nostalgia. Yeah. So so um, when it comes back to 90s nostalgia, and well, it even we do right. more 90s an Austin Powers. A parody of Austin yeah. Powers. <laughs> right. It actually does seem like the, dude like the last the 60s, decade travel to the 90s 80s nostalgia. To the... And 90s nostalgia is actually now. It does seem like 90s. Now people, I don't understand why anybody's oh, God nostalgic God damn it. Does that mean grunge is coming back? Ugh. Oh, Jesus. And flannel. It Come never, on, culture. It never left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my pick is Austin Power, International Man of Mystery. Okay. Yes. For, so now that brings us to Friday. Friday. I, I think, you know, we skipped over two big ones. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> that's what she said. No, 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 no. Um, you know, Mel Brooks yes, again. Yes, yes. Blazing Saddles yeah, you and Young Frankenstein. Yeah, yep, absolutely. I mean, these on are my two... List. Huge mm-hmm. things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> Sorry, it's just the. I was just, it's just throwing, like, throwing just, that out like the there for you. You can't talk about Spoofs Weeks without talking no, about Blazing Saddles and Young perfect. Frankenstein. Yes, yeah. they are. And you know what I love about Blazing Saddles is it, 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 it's so offensive to everyone. Absolutely. And I think great comedy isn't working unless it's offending somebody. Yeah. It is equal opportunity offensiveness. Well, and and uh, Young Frankenstein, you know, like Austin Powers, is a movie made by people who are passionate and who loved the source loved material. It. Yeah. yeah, and and put together a first class production. You know, it's filmed in black and white, and it's got a tremendous cast and um, and uh, and it's it's got real heart to it. Yes, you know, like like and it's again, kind of an exception to the rule. A that lot of it is played straight. Yeah, with oh, yeah. just a little yeah. twist. And there are just there are. These weird little moments that are just almost throwaway, and then just these inspired things that shouldn't work, like throwaway stuff like walk this way, and everybody walks mm-hmm. the way that Igor walks. And then Igor, Igor, Igor. <laughs> uh, and then uh, just, and I still don't don't understand this scene, but I love it, is putting on the Ritz. Yeah. What you know don't what I mean? you understand? I mean, it's awesome it's is brilliant. what I understand. But it just, but, but what makes you go, you know what? <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. I, I, you know, written by Gene Wilder. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think around the same time or right before he was uh, doing Blazing Saddles. He, he came in to replace an actor on Blazing Saddles at the last minute. Um, and he was writing this idea. Uh, and uh, Mel Brooks said, well, that, that looks like it might be fun. Why don't we do that? Yeah, because what a lot of people don't know is Mel Brooks was a huge fan of Universal Monsters. Sure, you know, which is the thing about Mel Brooks is so interesting is besides his comedy career, 
back in the 80s and he was a very big producer under Brooks Films and mm-hmm. they did things like The Fly and The Doctor and the Devils and you know he, he's a very smart smart guy absolutely and a great storyteller if you've ever seen him uh you know, live. I've, I've seen a couple of talks that he gave, and he's just full of stories. I mean, the guy, what is he? He's in his 90s now, yeah, and he just he knew everybody and mm-hmm. has an incredible recall and tells all these really great, funny stories. Well, back uh, years ago when I was doing a show at Fox, uh, he was always out in the in the commissary, you know, walking around, saying hi to everybody, being loud and, and uh, the center of attention. And he loved it because he used to have his office at Fox. And, uh, you know, he's just such a a personality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just, a, you know, a, a talented, I, talented He person. had an office on the Sony lot for a time, too, because mm-hmm. I used to meet my friend for lunch there all the time. And he was in the common, not the fancy executive dining right. room. no. Like the burger place yeah. on, on the Sony lot. Like, there's Mel Brooks with his big, giant, you know, old man sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow, cool. Yeah. And then there's a litany of um, these these parody films that became very popular after Naked Gun. There were the Hot Shots films, right? Um, Charlie Sheen, you know, well, the awful Loaded Weapon, yeah. you know, which has Shatner as a villain, which I enjoyed Shatner as a villain, but the rest of that movie is god awful. Hot Shots, I thought was pretty funny, and Hot Shots Part Two. <laughs> I haven't seen them in years, but yeah, I remember right. thinking they were funny at the time. I remember, remember, you know who became very popular for a while? The guy who played Saddam Hussein. It was yes. after the first Gulf War, and uh, that the actor in that became very popular for the, the Saddam Hussein stuff in those pictures. And Charlie Sheen was very funny. Yeah. yeah. Does South Park, big, bigger, longer, uncut, count as a spoof? Yeah, I don't know. But you picked it recently. Yeah, probably. <laughs> really, but I'm just, yeah. but really, I'm just in terms really of understanding recently. it as a... As a as a as an intellectual exercise, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, I don't know that it does. I would think of it more as a comedy musical. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Book it's of Mormon, really dumb cartoon the rated X for not kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, speaking of mockumentaries, you know, there's that same team that did Spinal Tap did a number of of mockumentaries after that. A couple of them I thought were very good. Um, Best in Show yeah. about yeah, around the. Show. Uh, the, the dog show circuit right. is very funny. Yeah. Uh, waiting for Guffman. Right. About actors, uh, amateur actors. Oh, I got to tell you, I I love Best in Show. Like, I could never get behind Waiting for Guffman because... Really? All the drama dorks in school, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, Waiting for Guffman. I'm like, oh, stop it. Just stop it. Just because you never lived that <laughs> life. <laughs> Don't take it out on everybody else. Right. Just because you were popular. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm kind of with Ashley. I, Guffman never connected yeah. with me oh because I, even though I was in theater class in high school for Were a couple you, years, Steve? Were you? I was a behind-the-scenes guy. I wasn't uh-huh. on the stage. Yeah. I wasn't an actor. That's yeah, the I difference. I think it's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> it is, I like it. It's really funny. But I always give the edge to Best in Show. Yeah. Or, and I really like A Mighty Win. Mighty Win has a lot of great heart to it. I can't go there with you on Mighty Win. Wow. I think it's a better idea I than it was realized. You know what I love? Bob Roberts. Listen to what that was a great People say. <laughs> I think it's great Bob for parody week. It's a great satire. It's more satire than spoof, yeah. actually. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, okay. Kind of the, in many ways, the, the granddaddy. Top secret. Oh, yeah, yes. I was going to mention oh, yes. that. Yeah, right? for sure. It's like the souvenirs, top... novelties, power <laughs> tricks. There's also a movie that Steve and I love, a mock, a mock documentary called A Forgotten Silver that uh, oh, God, uh, Peter Jackson did, right. which we love. That would have. Um, oh, mm-hmm. that should have been my pick. I didn't even. Oh man. Yeah, yes, wanted... Forgotten Silver. Peter Jackson made this movie in. 
when was that? Mid nineties? Ninety eight, ninety seven, something like that. Yeah, and probably. it's it's not easy to find. I, I have it on DVD and I don't know how readily available it is. Did you see it at Telluride? Mark? I did. At the max. Um it's 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 so smart. If you can find this movie, Forgotten Silver, you should watch it. It's it's sort of a it's it's about a uh, Peter Jackson uncovering this lost silent film work, yeah. and it's such a smart parody of the silent film era. And uh, they find in New Zealand, yeah, they find this, yeah. this this unknown filmmaker in New Zealand of all places who made this stage this huge biblical epic. Mm-hmm. And they're uncovering his film and, and all the techniques that he pioneered and, and like the everything. massive sets that they built Huge and they sets excavate and, and, and sound and color and like all these, so these technological great. achievements that you know didn't come along for years, but this guy pioneered all of them somehow. Uh-huh. It's very funny. It's really great, and it's 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 sort of. Um, Peter Jackson deploying all his expertise at uh, visual effects and I guess the R&D he did for Lord of the Rings to make something that's just it's just terrific and especially it, for film fans it's really clever it, it opens with him literally taking the viewer down the garden path as they go through this path in a garden <laughs> yeah. to a shed where these film cans were oh discovered <laughs> but, but it's played completely straight right it's pl- totally straight it's just one of those movies that's you know you know what I like better, you know, than Hot Shots. Um, you talk about a, mili- a war parody, yeah, but also has a forgotten silver element to it. Is uh, Tropic Thunder? Yes. Oh, that's uh, true. Yeah. Tropic Thunder is is, is really funny. Also very funny. Great performances. Robert Downey, method oh actor, yeah. and and, um, <laughs> and it's just uh, it, 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 that's a really Ben Stiller's terrific in it. A really wonderful, uh, f- funny movie, um, um, which I liked quite a bit. Um, obviously, I, I'm sure you're not surprised to hear me mention uh, 1967 Casino Royale, mm, right. uh, an absolutely dreadful parody of Bond totally. movies uh, with uh, a cast of thousands, literally. <laughs> um, and it's, it's practically unwatchable. It, it yeah. kind of is unwatchable. So. Who was but responsible for I, I used to watch that, it, I think, on the 430 movie. I saw it for the first yeah. time on the 430 yeah. movie. I always like the soundtrack the for soundtrack that. The soundtrack is great. Was that yeah. the Tijuana Brass? Who did that? Was, the, yeah, Herb Albert. Yeah, Herb Albert. Yeah, it was great. Tijuana Brass. And then um, also... Uh, who did the rest of the score? It was uh, he did some songs. It wasn't Hamlet. No, no, was it was Tijuana Brass, and then it was also the song "Look a Love," right? And um, um, by Herb Albert. No, Herb Albert, and then who did? Yeah, um, Burt Baccarat. Burt uh, Baccarat. Yes. Yeah, because that's yeah, where yeah. in Austin Powers, Powers got you have Burt Baccarat, Baccarat playing yeah. the song on the piano. Yeah, right. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Yeah. Burt Baccarat. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> that's in two, right? Is it in two? It might Maybe. be because okay. you know he Still. loves Casino Royale was obviously a huge influence Absolutely. on Austin yeah. Powers. Um, very Just colorful, the funny parts, though. right? Of which there are very few. I mean, there's the stuff at the end with Jimmy Bond, which is hysterical. Every thing with Woody Allen's great, and then um, it's true. There's the funny stuff, and and he he wrote his own scenes, um, and then um, there's not. When I mean, John Huston, it's good to see John Huston as M. There's this weird Born Free parody at the beginning. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. It's weird. It's weird, <laughs> and not in a good way. Yeah, five directors, five different Jesus. directors. You know, if you're interested in knowing more about this movie, you can read my new book. Nobody does it better. <laughs> While you're waiting for No Time to Die to come out, it's about James Bond. Yeah, there's plenty of oh, time cool. to read your book before the new movie. Yeah, Seven hundred pages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It might take a no, while. Maybe we'll probably will the paperback. Will you be able to promote the paperback? Yeah, you know, I was going to talk to the publisher and see if they're going to be able to get the yeah. paperback out in time for the movie. They're I changing mean, the name of the movie to Now There's Time. 
No, there's plenty, plenty, plenty of time. No, there's plenty, plenty of time. Plenty, plenty <laughs> time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what um, about something like Shaun of the Dead? No, yeah. Sure, that's parody. Yeah, parody. Absolutely. Yeah. Or Hot Fuzz. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. For all those Cornetto Ed, Ed trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. We forgot films. about Hot Fuzz when uh, we were talking uh, Six Degrees of uh, 007. Oh, that's oh yeah, Timothy right. Dalton is the villain in that. That's right. He's quite good. He's in good. It. Yeah. I thought we did mention it. Did we? Because I don't. We might have. Maybe you don't remember. I like. I don't remember what the hell I. I mean, you know, I know people must think he's so stoned. He doesn't remember anything, but he's not. He's not stoned at all. That's I know. That's the sad part. I'm just tired. Sad part. He does not. He's well. He's working on a show he's very busy you know <laughs> makes time it comes Look, in here to be honest we do all of these unscripted and uh, except for steve unprepared right? <laughs> so we rely we, on steve we rely on steve but it's really hard to remember what we say because we've yeah. done a lot of these shows a now. ton of them a lot yeah and yeah. that doesn't include the inglorious trexperts that some of us are doing at the same time right it all blends together well and of course these are the conversations we have in, in real, in real life. life anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it all blends together. You know, what about something like I'm going to get you sucker? Yes. Sure, I love that movie. Yep. It's a parody of the black exploitation yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, films. Then while we're there, there is Hollywood Shuffle. Yes. Yeah, oh, winky. Dinky. <laughs> Even no. Ho's got to eat. <laughs> and then the Larry Cohn, the late Larry Cohn, did uh, Original Gangsters, which yep, was also right. his parody on uh, uh, black exploitation movies. Uh, black Amazon Di- Women on the Moon. Black Dynamite. Black yeah. Dynamite. Hush up, child. <laughs> the, 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 um, what was the other? The, the, what was the other John Landis movie uh, that put him on the map? Oh, uh, uh, Kentucky Fried Movie. Uh, yeah, Kentucky Fried Fried movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. wearing any pants. Film at eleven. Right. <laughs> Come on, Catholic high school girls in trouble. It's great. Would what you about can... UHF? Oh yeah! yes, surprise. The other HBO movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The fire hose. Shout Factory just put out a special edition <laughs> yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, you know, Pink we mentioned Panther. Mm, no. no, that's kind of its own thing. Yeah, really. it's yeah. not really a parody. It's, yeah, it's not a um, scary movie is a parody. Yeah, not a very right. good one. They did a bunch of those. Um, Johnny English. Yeah, it was um, very that's good. It's but not. Yeah, a parody. I think that would be considered a parody. Well, pitching on the pitch. There's then also the, the nude bomb. Oh, oh, the nude bomb. Right. Yeah, which yeah. Is, get smart. That was a parody of, of spy, spy movies. movies. Sure. Yeah, it was a parody of a movie. And coming coming soon on uh, Blu-ray? Is that from Shout? No, it came out it's already. Out. It came no, out. Kino Lorber. It's oh, out Kino. Oh, I got to order commentary that. from Alan Spencer. Yeah. And it's worth uh, having for that. And also, it's a snapshot of the Universal Studio Tour yes. circa 1979, you know, which is actually worth owning for just that. Um, uh, I think most, probably the worst of um, the, the, the Mel Brooks oeuvre is Dracula Dead and Loving It, mm-hmm. where he cast Leslie Nielsen because he was so, as Dracula, because he was yeah. so popular. And that was where he was becoming a follower rather than a trendsetter, right. yeah. which right. was really unfortunate. Um, Men in Tights is not particularly much yep. better either. But it's, but it's, it's a better. little better. It's a little better. Yeah. And because he loved Robin Hood movies. He, he as loved opposed Robin to, I think, movies. The Dracula, it just felt phoned in and slow yeah Yeah. there's two other mockumentaries that i really like uh from recent years that we haven't mentioned first is borat Mm -hmm. uh, which is very funny and was another one of those movies that burned very bright and then faded away quickly unless you're in bulgaria they love they still talk about borat in bulgaria (laughs) that's amazing i mean i did i had an ad who all he did was quote lines from borat for weeks are this you sure, or, or was he just talking normally? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the other one uh, is has since become a television show, What We Do in the Shadows, right? right. Which right. I adore. I love What We Do in the uh, Shadows. The movie and the show yes. are both fabulous. There is yes. such a, um, a plethora of, of good choices a for Friday. Plethora? Plethora. That's, three, also, that's also a parody. That's also a parody. The Three, three amigos. amigos. Oh, yeah, Three Amigos. That's right. <laughs> we are the Three Amigos. <laughs> 
I think you're you're alone on that one, Steve. We're not going to sing along. Take the Amigos' clothes. (laughs) (laughs) The Amigos are out of the mansion. (laughs) Amigos, Amigos, Amigos. (laughs) I love that movie. I don't care. Roger Ebert hated it. I don't care. He's wrong. It's awesome. You know what we didn't uh, what we didn't mention, which you know, look, I would probably be my favorite of all these movies is Zoolander. Uh, ben Stiller, uh, I love the first one. But it's not really a parody. It's a parody. It is. It is. I think it is. Not no, you really. Don't think... No, it's a comedy. Yeah. You don't think but it's, it's a not a parody. parody of is that male specifically models? sending no. up a genre? Yeah, I guess it's like, just Three true. Amigos is very yeah, okay. clearly a Fair spoof enough. Yeah. of Fair enough. Magnificent Seven. Right. I'll buy right. that for a dollar. Um, so Friday, guys, we got our oh job got cut out for us. It's uh, There's such a... There's a bunch of really, really good movies to put in there. Part of me feels really like we, we we really owe it to to Mel Brooks for something like uh, Young Frankenstein. Yeah, but for he Friday, already but he's represented. The world. He, yeah, he represented. Say, he's already represented. But Young Frankenstein should be in the mix. I think. I think you know how could it not? I I, I think it needs to be. You know, because it's. Uh, I think it's the most successful of parodies. Because it, it hits the mark so closely and is still so funny. And, Friday and it stands is usually on its most, own. Yeah. It's not dependent on uh, on your knowledge right. of the source material. You can watch that movie and still get everything out of it. You know, yeah. The drama, the pathos, right. the humor. Yeah. Silent, what about and silent And it's supposed movie? to be. <laughs> <laughs> the less said, the better. No. Yeah, okay. I, I think Young Frankenstein, <laughs> you know, look, my, my pick would be obviously this is Spinal Tap if we hadn't programmed yeah. it right. before. Obviously, airplane we programmed recently, so that wouldn't be. So I think I think Young Frankenstein is is a winner. I'd, I'd go along with yeah. that. Yeah, and, and to have two Mel Brooks films in Spoof Week, it's not a it's, it's not, not a bad, bad thing. Well, no. it's you not will not a have a bad thing. week. No. You, you 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 know, it's it's not wrong. If you leave Young Frankenstein off, that's when you'll have a bad week. It's Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein. 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 <laughs> we uh, all know what he did. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Gene so, Hackman is so great in town. Oh my gosh. Yes. And there's not even a Muppet version. Okay, Steve Melching. There's Muppet so many Muppet uh, Monday down. is uh, from the files of Police Squad, Naked Gun. Tuesday. Tuesday is, what did I pick? <laughs> well, we Monty know what you Python. didn't pick. Monty Python, Life, Life of, of Brian. Brian. Wednesday. History of the World, Part 1. Thursday is Austin Power. Powers, <laughs> International <laughs> Man of Mystery, and Friday. Austin to the Third Power. And uh, on Friday, it's Young Frankenstein. Stein. Frankenstein. Stein. Stein. <laughs> what, a, what a week. Wow. What a week. That's a great week. It's a funny week. You're a lot gonna, of laughs. Your face is going to be aching from all the laughter. Aching yeah. face. And, you face know, and <laughs> on the weekend, you should watch Airplane and this is Spinal Tap again. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, anyway, this is a great week. Ugh. Fun week. Fun week. Fun, fun, And, you know, fun given week. what's going on in the world, a little fun isn't a bad thing. Yeah. So. Plus, it's good to stay home and watch movies. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of these, obviously, everything you can download on on iTunes or on um, Vudu, or you can watch some of them on one of the many thousands of streaming channels. New streaming channels starting every day. <laughs> um, and what streaming channels do you have? Oh my gosh! Well, what I are you paying for? Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus. Yeah, I think that's right. I have all of them. Really, all of them. Yeah, because they're deductible. Yeah, mm. that's true. I kind of have all of them. You know, I have to say, I got you know Apple for free for a year. Apple, you know, Apple. Um, yeah. But I have not watched 
it, I've not even was that through the guild? It. Did they give that? Free no, I, I got it because we bought an iPad or something, oh. and so they give yeah, it to I bought you. an iPad. And I didn't sign up. I didn't sign up for some reason. <laughs> There's nothing oh, to watch. There's nothing to watch. I mean, I kind of watch for all mankind. They're on more show, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Well, and they're supposedly making the uh, the next sort of Band of Brothers World War II series for Apple about the Eighth Air Force. Oh, the plus, plus they're doing an ad- adaptation of Foundation. No foundation, yeah. So yeah. when that stuff comes out, I'll yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll I'll believe in Foundation when I see it. Yeah, yeah. It, that yeah. just seems like something that so resists adaptation. Yeah. That because you know I, when we think of Asimov, I we think, think the, of characters. I Wait, think what I think the mm-hmm. odds of it turning out good are, are not good. Not good. That's well, my that's my prediction. You know, I, all I can say is David Gore is doing it, so that that's true. Tell you a little bit about you know what the approach is going to be, one way or another. Yeah. Okay. So, thank you for joining us on the 430 Movie. If you're a fan of this podcast, you may want to check out Electric Surge's other podcasts like Inglorious Trexperts, the only podcast for Star Trek fans with a life, every Saturday, The Rebel and the Rogue, a Star Wars podcast, every Tuesday, uh, Two on Who, the new Doctor Who podcast, every Thursday, and Best Movies Never Made, every other Monday, which is a really sensational show. And you should uh, you should listen. And congratulations to Josh Miller, the co-host, uh, who had a huge hit with uh, Sonic the Hedgehog recently, and uh, just sold another uh, big movie. Uh, yeah, so I saw that. really happy for him. And um, I look forward to Crash Bandicoot. Uh, you can also watch our podcasts on the Electric Now channel Uh, download Stir, Distro TV or Zumo app to watch Electric Now where you can enjoy all kinds of electric programming and electric search podcasts and download the Electric Now app available soon on your favorite app store if you enjoyed this podcast you may want to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts to bring other people to the show and a very special thanks to Bill Ritter Bill Ritter, what's your pick for Spoof Week, Bill Ritter? That's uh, something I work on, Team America. Oh, oh that's yeah. a good one. Team America, World Police. That's a good one. Love Always. it. The version I saw was uh, not the one that they sort of put out because it was kind of X, triple X rated. Way more puppet banging. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Shocking. The entire Kama Sutra. I love the way Bill always picks the stick that he worked on. Yes. You know, it's like, you know, I worked on this. You know, he's, he's I've proud been of there. his work. He is proud yeah. of his work, but, you know, it's like he's worked on a lot of stuff. That's so, true. It, I mean, every time, there's always it's, a movie. There's nothing to be there's ashamed There's always a of, movie Mark. that Bill's done. There's always, <laughs> it's good. I mean, my God, we're, we're, we're lucky to have him, I'll tell you that. And uh, thank you to John, our producer, uh, who's sitting in for Nally Miscali. And uh, I think. Um, Dylan's back there, is he? Dylan's back there. There he there is. He is. <laughs> Dylan, thank you very much, our post uh, coordinator. And uh, thank you to our production associate, Peter Holstrom. Uh, we got a whole long list of credits wow. here. And, and Zach is here, too. That's true. And is Zach back there, too? He is. He is not. Building. I'm not going to acknowledge him. If he's not in the booth, Okay. I'm not going to acknowledge him. So uh, thank you, everybody. And until next week, Eyewitness News starts now. This episode brought to you by Juice of Safu. It is by will alone I set my mind in motion. It is by the juice of Safu that the mind acquires speed. The lips acquire stains. The stains become a warning. It is by will alone I set my mind in motion. Set your mind in motion with Juice of Safu. This is a production of the Electric Surge Network.